everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Dr. Vo, how are you doing? Good. Good. Um, I thought we would talk about... Um, I, we, 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 Nick and I have done a couple podcasts about setting boundaries with people and, and looking at what they're willing or unwilling to do in a relationship and, and really kind of explicitly commuting, commuting those boundaries to their partner. Um, what a listener wrote in recently was, how do I deal with the massive amount of guilt I have or, or feel once I've put a boundary down and, and I'm enforcing it? Mm. How do I cope with that guilt? Right. What are your thoughts on mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So you're working with a client. They come back. They say, hey, I told my boyfriend I am not willing to do this and this and this. And I just feel so guilty, you know, all day. I just felt like such an asshole, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously he's upset with me. You know, what do you typically look for in those? Yeah. Um, I think, first of all, it's um, it's it's uh, it's those types of people who struggle with guilt on a chronic basis right Mm. so it's not surprising that now even when they're trying to to pursue change and engage in like different sets of behaviors etc that they would feel any different so it's par for the course just as expected right right? boundaries are might have been they might have felt so much guilt they didn't have boundaries you're saying and so as they put them down it feels tremendously guilty yeah right and then another thing to also recognize is that um because again it's like a skill i haven't done this but it's gotten me to a point where i realize the lack of setting boundaries and the lack of being assertive isn't serving me right um so now they feel like it's very important to be able to do this so just like any other skill when you first do it it's you're going to be clumsy and ineffective at it right so it's going to feel awkward, uncomfortable. I oftentimes find that at least there's a segment of this wherein a part of that quote-unquote guilt that they perceive might be more related to the fact that it just feels uncomfortable and awkward because I'm it, unnatural doing it this way and it feels bad because of that, that they mistake that to mean guilt, right? And therefore there's some wrongdoing and I shouldn't be doing this and this is not right. Mm-hmm. And um, so sometimes it's helpful to also kind of parse that out. Like it feels uncomfortable, but it doesn't necessarily mean wrongdoing. Therefore, I shouldn't be doing. It. Yeah, yeah. We I, yeah we've kind of talked about that a little bit in the in the past. That the idea I think Nick had, Nick had a term called fake guilt or folk guilt or something mm, like that, which okay. is I feel awful. That sounds like something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sounds like something. To, um, uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a term we use when we, when it was like I'm I'm almost sad or I feel bad that mm-hmm. that person's in pain doesn't mean I did anything wrong, but I still feel guilty. That is, it, it, and and he yeah, clients would kind of say I feel guilty, but they hadn't done anything wrong, and they just felt terribly empathetic almost or sympathetic. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that uncomfortableness or that discomfort and right, um, yeah, mislabeling it. And now if you're mislabeling as more guilt, now you're potentially creating a different, you know, set of problems. Mm. Um, what do you mean by that? So so now it's more of like, well, then therefore I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, I see. Um, this is why <laughs> I haven't stood up to this person. The boundary you know, comes the last down. 10 years and the pattern repeats itself. Right. I see what you're saying. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. So the, the 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 reaction to your guilt sometimes can be counter to what your goal is and or why you put the 
boundary down in mm-hmm. the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you see that a lot, I think, as people start to put boundaries in relationships, it's hard to follow through on your boundary. Right. It's difficult. Yeah. Because people aren't going just, just to go, oh, you're switching up the rules of the game on me. Sure. I'll just follow along. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll respect that. Yeah. yeah they'll, they'll, it's their fundamental prerogative to just kind of, you know, stay the course. Like right. I want push against the that. Yeah, push against that. Kind of give it that. mad that your boundaries there. Right. But and not necessarily, it, it certainly can come out that way and be perceived as though they're resisting you, the person who's putting mm-hmm. your foot down. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think that inherently it's just the other person is just wanting to restore things back to the way that they were. Yeah. Right? But you perceive that and experience that as they're resisting me. Uh-huh. Um, and because they don't go along with the new rules so easily, every step of the way, every little bit of a, um, um, resistance, you're seeing that as, oh gosh, I have to put my foot down again. So yet another yeah. act of having to put down a boundary, um, which they're not good at to begin with, right? right? So right. it sets them up to feel like, gosh, this is not working. This is not working. This is bad. This is wrong. I shouldn't have done this in the first place. Right. Or it's just too much. You mm-hmm. know? So, I mean, some boundaries are just pushed against and pushed against and pushed against and pushed against. And, and it just becomes like such an effort constantly to reinforce your boundary yeah. that people are like, oh, screw it. Right. You know, whatever, right? It's not worth the fight. Um, you see this with parenting a lot, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, a boundary is put down. You're not you're not able to do that. If you do that, I'm going to walk into the other room or whatever it is, or we're not going to, you know. And then the kid starts bargaining because you know, they're kids and that's what they do. <laughs> and the unrelenting bargaining and, and arguing from the teenager or from the kid, eventually the parents are like, fine, you know, whatever. And they, they pull their boundary down and they're right back into that same place right yeah Yeah. so um um so i oftentimes talk about like draw out that basic behavioral principle right like if that kid is resisting that kid is just going to pull out all stops screams kicks cries spits whatever right to restore just to get you to come back um to normal for you to give them the 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 same thing they've been expecting and and have gotten used to that kind of thing right so then to draw out that that's nothing more than that they're just going to up the ante that way they continue to get what they've always gotten they don't like the new rule right right so that's it um and and folks ca- are able to kind of recognize that that people are going to keep pushing up in the ante resisting um so that you can come back to baseline right so they get that so they persist they persist but the darn problem is when the kid really escalates then they go oh my gosh this is too overwhelming this is too much that's when they give in mm. well that's the dangerous r- zone right because yeah. now you've just taught the kid to just you know what next time when mommy daddy switches things up on me all i got to do is escalate kick. it to there yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. right don't start down here anymore just start there yep. too but then you've shot yourself in the foot because now you think oh my gosh one doing that strategy, putting that boundary down, that new rule, shouldn't have done that in the first place. Mm. And assertiveness isn't working. And um, um, and look at the type of resistance and that, that um, how aversive, unpleasant, you know, how terrible um, that kid gets, that person gets, etc. Then yes, it comes back to what you said before. It's, it's, it's not worth it. I'd, I'd rather just, it's easier. They always yeah. say that. It's easier for yeah. me to just let this go. Easier to overlook yeah, it. Yeah, you hear parents say that a lot. It's easier if I just do this. Right. And, and even though it's something they would rather not 
you know, yeah. be doing in the first place. It's, yeah. like, it's just easier that way. And that's why I also catch them and go, is it actually easy or is it just convenient? <laughs> right. Convenient <laughs> right, right. because uh, here, have that lollipop here. You want to win in this conversation? Uh, okay. You can win. I don't want to argue anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, it's more convenient, but is it actually easy? Yeah. Boy, when you explain it like that, no wonder it's, it's just hard sometimes in some relationships to have really healthy boundaries because right. it's almost easier sometimes not to have healthy boundaries to, to maintain a relationship. But then, like you're saying, is the goal to maintain an unhealthy relationship? Right. Or is it to make a relationship a healthy one, you know, and, and to try to restore that um, healthiness to the relationship? Because, man, it's, it is almost easier just to not do that, mm-hmm. not confront that thing keep going um it's just easier less conflict less guilt whatever it is sure just easier to manage yeah wow and the the thing around that too is um um i did some like uh, background training with the like, kids and stuff um and i remember one of the my, my the, the the supervisor who was training me um had one time um just casually just said you know good parenting like if it's good parenting over time you won't need to parent so meaning being able to set appropriate boundaries and discipline etc right um then over time when everyone like gets in line with that is on board with that then there's less of quote-unquote opportunities to have to discipline Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so as you're talking i'm thinking about that if you're good and effective at setting interpersonal boundaries you know being savvy around that then over time arguably there's less of a need to have to constantly exert those skills yeah if yeah, that makes any sense. No, I, I, I totally agree. And, 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 you know, it made me think of people who are just in unhealthy kind of romantic relationships over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that there, there, there could be a, a boundary issue there that 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 person isn't able to kind of see like, oh, I end up in these situations where I'm so resentful and angry because I don't have boundaries around this, mm-hmm. you know. And um, yeah, it, yeah, it just made me think of that that pattern recognition kind of concept too that that um uh you know if you struggle with boundaries in 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 situations or in relationships you're avoiding something probably you Mm -hmm. know conflict or guilt or the anger of another person makes you feel right scares you whatever it is there's a reason probably why you're doing that and you probably want to discover that so that you can get better at or maybe with afraid that, that I'm going to be alone, right? This is my one and only chance, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> or I just feel so guilty when they're, my kid's screaming at me mm-hmm. that I'm a bad mom, right? you know, or whatever right. it is. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There's a lot in that. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Uh, I, I, um, you mentioned that a, a person wrote in and was asking for something practical. So mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking, just like it's a skill, absolutely difficult, takes yeah. time to kind of practice and, and hone. But yeah, I mean, start out with, Maybe practicing with the safe person, your therapist or a confidant or, you know, someone practicing so that you can get the, go through the, the, the motions of being able to go, okay, uh, this is where a boundary can be put down or this is where it's violated. What do I do to reassert it, et cetera. So practice in a safe place just to get the, the hang up. It's yeah. just to get a sense for how it feels, the flow, the choreography of it, right? Yeah. Um, and then slowly work it up to maybe an easy person <laughs> or... Uh-huh. Or uh-huh. if it's just one particular person that you have a lot of trouble with, maybe pick and choose a particular um, uh, issue or, or time um, that is relatively easier than other high-conflict times, right? It's about kind of practicing, building yourself up. 
yeah, or building that that tolerance of guilt, mm, right? Like, mm-hmm. so so to our listener who asked, how do I deal with the massive amounts of guilt? Um, well, first of all, the guilt is probably really normal, right? Because you're Absolutely. you're establishing boundaries, and maybe someone's pushing against it. It's really normal to feel the guilt. The idea, the concept there is is that you're trying to increase your tolerance of that guilt so that you maintain your boundaries, and as you do that repeatedly over and over and over, that what seems now intolerable won't be so intolerable. It'll be mm-hmm. relatively easy, right, to kind of maintain your boundaries if you do it a lot because mm-hmm. it just gets more comfortable. And, and, yeah. and it's, it's, uh, it becomes much more manageable. So, and I, I to, to piggyback on your suggestion, I would say as you try this, um, that's a good idea. You know, uh, it, you know if, I'm, if I'm working with somebody with this, I was thinking about how you could do this in session. Let's say you would say, hey, can you call me um, Dr. Vo instead of Dwen? And it's a silly thing, but when I hear you call me Dwen, you know, or when I say your name, I want you to correct me and say, no, I'd prefer you call me Dr. Vo, mm-hmm. right? So if I have my client correcting me and kind of holding that boundary that they've expressed out, it's not a big one. It's just kind of get them in the habit of saying, sure. excuse me. Right. Um, I, yep. I prefer you call me Dr. Vo. Regardless of what it actually is. Right, right. right. Just, so yeah. it, they just get in the habit of maybe putting that mm-hmm. boundary out there mm-hmm. and then um, reinforcing a boundary there. Um, that might be a really safe place to start yep. uh, setting boundaries. But then also as you do that, you're going to mess up. There's going to be moments in the session where I use your first name and you don't correct me, but you kind of look at me like, mm. and there's a great <laughs> moment to say, Hey, what happened there? Right. Right. When, when that attempt kind of failed, what, what were you going through in your head? And you're like, well, I didn't want to interrupt you. I didn't want to stop you and do that again. And I kind of, you know, whatever it is, but give them a chance to kind of, um, uh, learn and struggle in a way that's not threatening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that made any sense at all. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that way you get the hang of it, the choreography down, right? If yeah. you're learning like the piano for the first time, we're not looking for you to actually play some massive Beethoven piece, right? We're just getting you to get the fingering down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. 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 Good Good suggestion. Um, but one thing to also notice too that, uh, so part of the guilt is, is more internal to the person who's trying now for the first time, Um uh, to set the boundaries, but sometimes the guilt is actually uh, may actually be evoked by the mm. the other party, right? Mm-hmm. Because if we're talking about this, some some unhealthy relationships, wherein over time they've learned that maybe they're not consciously doing it, scheming over it, but maybe they have implicitly learned that hey, this person, if you play the guilt card, it works, it works right? Yeah. That they may just again maybe no malice around it, but that they've just implicitly picked it up. So now here's a high conflict, high emotion situation. They're just going to whip out that card because that's worked before, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. um, so in that situation, that's another uh, thing that makes it extra difficult for the person to learn to set they a le- boundary. Because someone maybe learns to lean into that and say, you, you must not love me if you, mm. if you do that. If you're, yep. When you tell me no like that, it makes me feel like an asshole. Right. And you must not love me. Yep. And that guilt can just be amplified. The kind of normal get you feel is amplified or echoed in their response. And yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so kind of recognizing maybe the other moves and maneuvers and tactics that other people play on you, mm-hmm. right? And maybe to kind of recognize that and not fall. And what, what beautiful information to have inside of a relationship, right? right? Like mm-hmm. if I put a boundary around this, how does Dwen respond to that? And if Dwen calls me an asshole, because I put down a really healthy boundary or something that's really important to me. Yeah. 
it, I might look at that and say, man, maybe Dwayne's not the friend for me. Right. And maybe we're incompatible in this area because, you know, what I think is very healthy here, she completely disagrees with and doesn't yep. want to abide by. And rather than trying to, well, let me pull down on the boundaries so that I can remain friends with Dwayne. Right. Maybe it's, mm, maybe Dwayne's not the pal for me. Right. Yeah. But not recognizing that that pattern of when I s- disagree and where I make a certain request, you come back with a, gu- a colossal guilt trip, right? Yeah. Not recognizing that. Absolutely. You're going to be immersed in the yucky feelings. And then now you're not recognizing, oh, wait, maybe this person's not for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, alluding to the other podcast we did about uh, how guilt and shame kind of hide learning, mm-hmm, right? You just go mm-hmm. into your own guilt about what a jerk you are. Right. Instead of realizing, man, we're not compatible here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just every time I suggest this, you know, boundary or remind Dwayne of this boundary, she lashes out and calls me a horrible person. Right. You know, instead of me kind of falling into that, what an awful person I am and how hard this is and why can't I do this? You know, if I can really just see like, Hey, this may not be a healthy relationship. There's Mm -hmm. the real kind of learning there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks. Thank you.